Okay, my friends, I have a bonus episode I want to share with you. And this episode is a reprise of the creation chapter. It features a conversation Ned and I had together when we were developing the podcast. And it approaches the creation chapter not so much as a theological discourse, but it gives you more of a glimpse into the heart and the thought behind what compelled me to write the book Naming the Animals in the beginning. And for those of you who are part of the Naming the Animals book club, we'll be talking about some of the points I make in this bonus episode as well. But I hope you enjoy this. This is the Creation Chapter Reprise. In the beginning, God created. These are the first five words of the Bible. Before we know of divine love or religious law, before we know of righteousness or judgment, Genesis introduces a joyful creator designing cosmic works of art. When humanity is sculpted from the earth 26 verses later, the first thing we learn of ourselves is that we are created in the image of this lavish artist. That's the way chapter one starts in naming the animals, and I think it highlights the two themes that really run throughout this book, which is to create is to be human. And then later on it gets into the second point, which is our creativity flourishes best when we recognize the spiritual component of creativity and that we recognize that creativity flourishes best in partnership with God, in partnership with the divine. Exactly. And you know, it was, it was funny when you were uh, just reading that now, I was overwhelmed with a sense of, I don't know, nostalgia, but it, I was taken back to my childhood growing up in the church. And I realized this chapter was never presented to me in that way. Mm -hmm. Like Genesis 1 was to prove creation versus evolution or to just as a preamble to the fall. Right. And you know, growing up as a creative, you know, I was doodling in, in church and, and uh, pursuing art as, as a kid does. I had no framework in my mind for creativity being something that is glorifying to God at all. And that, so here you're reading through this, this glorious opening. And I'm like, yes, that's so obvious. You know, it's written literally in the skies. And it just never, never crossed my mind because of the religious culture that I grew up in. And I think it's interesting how we talk about first impressions. And I've always just loved those first five words, in the beginning, God created. The first thing that, that we know about him is that he's a creative being, but you're right. I didn't grow up in, in Christian culture, so that's a bit foreign to me. I kind of came in to the Christian experience later on in my life. But when I began to think of God as a creator, I couldn't help but see that all throughout the whole Bible. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. For me, that happened late college, early 20s. Uh, I read Francis Schaeffer's Art in the Bible. Oh, yeah. And I read um, Manolengo's Walking on Water. And you know, you read these things, and I, you know, Schaeffer's thing is what, 12 pages? It's a short, short little thing. <laughs> yes. But like he introduced the idea that the first person to be filled with the Holy Spirit was an artist in Beziel in Exodus yes. uh, 30, 32, I forget. And you you have those things, you know, you give, if you're given those sorts of ideas, and of course, Genesis 1, God created, and then everything just falls into place. And you realize 
I've been reading, well, for me, it was I've been reading this book backwards. And now I see God as creator. And now I can't avoid it. Like it's everywhere. Yeah. Honestly, that was one of the things that compelled me to write this book. This was an important topic to highlight because, you know, there are beautiful things that I'm sure you learned about art and creativity growing up in the church culture and in that experience as well. But by and large, for me coming into that community, kind of from the outside, art seemed to be something that was treated as a tag on, uh, something that it could have value if it served a functional purpose. Oh, absolutely. As I said, you know, I'm growing up in, in Christian school, a real kind of fundamentalist background. And they would say, Ned, it's okay if you make me a uh, bulletin cover or a little poster and, you know, <laughs> right. put, a, put a fish on it. And then that's bringing yeah. glory to God. Right. <laughs> that was just the culture that, that I grew up in. And, and there, are, there are church traditions that embrace the arts. And, um, but unfortunately, that was not one of the ones I was in. So if it served a functional purpose, you know, you could find value in it. But to think of creativity as having an inherent value seemed to be a foreign idea. And then let alone a spiritual value or, or the, uh, an inherent spiritual quality to it. It seemed like a foreign concept to most of what I encountered uh, in the Christian community. And, I, and I'm so thankful for people like Schaefer and then Hans Ruckmacher, of course, later on became one of my heroes also. So there are these voices crying out in the wilderness, so to speak, that have that have always kind of championed creativity as that. But to take it all the way back and say, you know, actually, the first thing we learn about God is that he's a creative being. The first thing that we learn about ourselves is that we're created in his image. And so for me, suddenly creativity is not ornamental. Creativity and art are not tag-ons that you can take or leave and you'll be just as fine without. But right. no, there's an inherent and central purpose to creativity being expressed as part of our life of faith, as part of what it means to be human. So, you know, I've often playfully said to people in the past, like, um, how, how many of you, like if I'm speaking somewhere, I'd say, how many of you have ever said, I'm not one of those creative types, you know? Right, and then right. they'll all, they'll, you know, certain portions of the room will raise their hands and then I'll say, well, I'm going to give you all a chance to repent, <laughs> you know, yeah, because yeah. we we don't mean to say it. But when we say I'm not creative, we're actually denying the image of God. And I think that that's major. You know, as we're talking through this, I think this is a paradigm shift for so many people, but it's foundational like that. You can't get around it. You can't get away from it and you have to embrace it or you're really you're denying essential concepts of our faith. Yes. You mentioned Francis Schaeffer, and so I'll quote his book, Art in the Bible. He said that all people are to some degree creative. We never find humans anywhere in the world or in any culture in the world who do not produce art. Creativity is part of the distinction between man and non-man. And um, Later on in the chapter, I, I put it this way. I said, birds sing melodies, but they've yet to compose symphonies. Beavers build dams, but have yet to construct cities. Right, right. It seems that this ability to re-envision the world around us through symbols, artistic depictions, spoken language, that, that seems to be an inherently human aspect. Well, and that's what's really fun if you have the opportunity to travel anywhere around the world, that you, you're confronted by it 
everywhere. Like there, there is no corner of, of human uh, existence on this planet that someone's not scribbling in the sand somewhere. Exactly. And so even though for me, there is distinction between creativity and art on, on some level, I don't see creativity as a talent. And I certainly don't see creativity as something that's reserved for the professional artist. We're all designed to, to think creatively. Right, right. No, I think that's really helpful because I think that, again, this is, I see where uh, growing up in the culture that we did, not church culture, just our culture, is that we collectively have this idea that creativity equals art, which I agree it doesn't. Create, and I, There was this guy, I was on a board, I think, and he, he brought in his spreadsheets for the, the budget. He said, this is my creativity. And, and you're like, well, I don't want you to be too creative. Let, let's, let's stick with these numbers. But I really appreciated that, is that he saw what he did as creative. And, and I think that this is a whole different way to approach our humanity and our very existence. And I think that this is something that we do that we can show love to people in that we can point out their creativity. It's so interesting how we come to the table with preconceived ideas of what creativity is or yeah. what it isn't and, and how what we've experienced influences that. I, I think part of this for me is a process of unlearning some things or taking off layers and, and, and coming to it more objectively and saying, okay, well, if creativity is part of our humanity, if God is a creator and we've been invited into this creative process with, with God, which I should probably say now the whole title of the book, Naming the Animals, comes from Genesis 2.9 where Adam names the animals. And for me, that is God's invitation to humanity to enter into his creative process. You know, it's like yeah. he just stretched out the cosmos from a word of his mouth and, and created all things. He didn't, he didn't need his creation to then name the animals for him. There was, there was something in the heart of God that wanted partnership, that wanted creative partnership with humanity. Well, and for me, that was one of the things that was really amazing about the book when you, when you gave me the manuscript and we started this process, because I had never thought of it that way. Again, mm -hmm. I'm thinking of that all Genesis 1 and everything is just getting me to the fall. That's all, you know, that's the whole point of that is just to get me to say, you guys screwed up. And I just missed that whole aspect of the naming the animals wow. as a creative act. And, you know, again, these are one, like you talk about pulling things away and, and unlearning. For me, that was an unlearning and adding on like, oh, oh, now, now this opens up the whole idea of who we are at day one in new and exciting ways. Well, it's it's interesting, you know, we we're talking about some of our experiences may be that creativity and art was viewed as a tag on in some of our cultural settings. And then it's like, well, if we understand the art, then maybe we can we can see value in it. But what do you do with abstract art? What do you do with some of these very nonlinear forms of art? Can they also be expressions of our spirituality or expressions of our faith? And I think for me, the answer is Absolutely, yes. And uh, we mentioned in the chapter of Vasily Kandinsky, and I, I love Kandinsky's work. And, and for him, art and color and shape were deeply spiritual to him. And I, and I think that's something that I've always been motivated by. And even in the book, I've wanted to, to bring a sense of 
freedom and permission for the artist to explore whatever medium or whatever form they're inspired to explore. You know, sometimes if we come to the table with all these other voices in our mind of, well, in order for my art to glorify God, it has to be this, or it has to do that, or it has to look like this. Or we hear the voice of other people in the back of our minds that we feel like we have to please or the gatekeepers, whoever it is. But I think that actually can stifle us from bringing glory to God through new expressions of our art and creativity. You know, one part in the chapter here, it says religious content does not make art spiritual, nor is the value of art determined solely by its content. We get this idea that in order for our art to to contain a spiritual value, it has to have religious content. It has to have, like you were even talking about your own work, it has to have a little fish in the corner, yeah. some some kind of indicator. It has, it has to do a job. Right. It has to be a certain thing. Oh, yeah. And I just don't think that's the case. I, I know for me, many times the creative process is more of a process of discovery. And I don't always know what I'm creating until the end of right. it in the art tells me what I've made. It's like if I'm writing a song or writing a poem, I don't go into it thinking this is what I'm writing about. Sure, I might come with some ideas and some direction, but usually it's, it's very similar to the birth of a child. You know that you're carrying something, but it's not until it's born that you actually know what it is and that you can actually uh, see the personality of this thing. Oh yeah. Well, there's a, an artist right now, actually in my gallery who created these little, I don't know, they're like three by six inch drawings, pencil drawings, and they're drawings of uh, important events in in, uh, uh, the history of our country. A lot more recent things like JFK being shot or the Challenger exploding. And he he was, he's struggling. He said, "I, I made these things. And people said, I thought you were a Christian artist. And he's like, oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but this this says that there's no reference to Jesus or anything here. He goes, I don't have to do that to be a Christian artist. I am, again, this is just coming out of the book. <laughs> I'm reflecting the glory of God by being creative. Yes. And I'm doing this the best I can. And I just hung it on the wall. And that's, that's great. And I, <laughs> I have this problem a lot with my, again, with my galleries. People come in and I show either art inspired by faith or I show art by Christians who love, you know, who are making artwork. And the latter usually just freaks people out because they have this very, very narrow view of what Christians can do and, um, and what has value. And it, it still comes back to, yeah, it can, can, is this evangelistic? Can I, can I make this a t-shirt and sell it? You know? <laughs> right. Yes. And unfortunately, I think that has squelched the creative spirit in so many ways, you know, and oh yeah, that's why I think these conversations are so important. And I'm so excited to be a part of these conversations. One thing I was thinking about as well, in talking about, well, am I creative? Am I not creative? Am I an artist? Am I not an artist? You know, what is our relationship to creativity? I've often said, and, I, and actually, I think I've said it later in, in one of the other chapters, but Creativity is more about the process than the product for me. Sure. And, you know, I think that in spiritual terms, if we think of God as a creator, then what can I learn about the nature of God through the creative process? What what does my art want to teach me about God? (laughs) 
So the takeaway here then is that creativity is an inherent part of what it means to be human and that our creativity flourishes when we recognize the inherent spiritual value of creativity and we come to the table in partnership or in communion with God through our art and through our making.